Pangarang Radio, Pangarang Radio, PangarangRadio.com. In three, two, one. Press play. Ooh. Let's get decadent. I'm going out. I gotta go. I'll bang a ring on the radio. So turn it up. I'm telling you. I think I'm ready for something new. Hey, hello. It's nice to meet ya. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. Hey, hello. It's nice to meet ya. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. You're listening to Pop Punk and Pizza on Bangarang Radio. Hello, hello, hello. It's officially October now. I, I really can't believe it. The time's just been going by way too quickly. I'm Jacques Lamore. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. Now, the last episode of the podcast, we talked a lot about All Time Low because Craig Miller of Zombie Schoolboy, their latest single, California, was recorded with Ryan Dawson of All Time Low. And I bring it up because I'm about to bring up All Time Low once again. Because this last week, they announced their 10-year anniversary shows for Lost in Stereo. And they're only doing these shows in select cities, including Chicago, which I'm in the area of. And they announced three shows in Chicago in December. I tried to get tickets, and they kept selling out. I, or I couldn't get the link to work, one of the two. Did you have any luck with tickets? I had no luck at all. I'm kind of bummed out because I really wanted to go to that show. So if you're going to see All Time Low in December in Chicago at House of Blues, I'm super jealous of you. (laughs) But you know what? It's probably a good thing that it didn't happen for me because I'm actually closing on a house in uh, just a couple weeks. I'm buying a house. Yeah, it's getting real. I'm becoming a real adult and having real financial problems like a mortgage. It's exciting. <laughs> In all seriousness, though, I am uh, so grateful and so excited to be able to actually have this purchase and have a new space. And I think I'm going to still keep the Pop Punk and Pizza studio at my parents. We'll see. Or the Bangarang radio studio, I should say. But regardless, that's what's been uh, going on for me the last couple weeks. I hope things are, are going well for you. So we have, once again, another great show for you. Music from a band called False Report out of Denver, Colorado. Then my friends and Guardrail here out of Chicago. I always have to play at least one band from Chicago each episode, I feel like, just because that's the area I'm from. And then our special guests today are also from Chicago, Kyle D. and AJ Ka, the newest members of Makeout. I was so excited and and so thankful to have them on the podcast. I've been a fan of of both of their previous works um, for quite some time now. Uh, Kyle D., he's been around for years. Um, He's known for The Frantic, and then after The Frantic came The Fall 4. And then AJ just left Sleep On It here uh, earlier this year. So just to give you a, a quick backstory about what the heck is going on with Makeout, in case you missed it. Um, Earlier this year, Sam, their lead vocalist, announced his departure, and so the remaining members, Tyler Young and Scott Eckel, decided they wanted to keep going, and they wanted to hold a contest to find a new singer. So the band received like more than 500 submissions for the job, 
over uh, 30,000 fans actually voted. And Kyle D was one of the three finalists and received the most votes. So after which I voted for you, Kyle, by the way. You probably knew that already. <laughs> um, so after several interviews and rehearsals, the band uh, unanimously agreed Kyle was the perfect fit. They announced that news last month in September via Alternative Press. And the band also was a, had actually been needing a new bass player for quite some time now. They they had a like a... Uh, what do you call it, like a fill-in bass player with them on tour, and they've been needing a permanent one for a while. So that's where AJ Ka came in, which uh, he explains in our conversation in this episode on on his, you know, leaving sleep on it and then the opportunity to come up and be bassist and make out. Um, he got the he got to know the guys on the road, and like I said, he explains that whole thing. So that's what you can expect on today's show. So we'll have uh, two music breaks um, during uh, my interview. So if you hear you know the interview all of a sudden cut out, that's why. Don't freak out. We're gonna play a song for you just to give you a break from the conversation. So um, so let's get to it. Kyle D and AJ Ka, the newest members of Makeout. I got me. Yeah, I got my pen. Yeah, we're all good. I, I, I sometimes, if if you listen close, if you listen closely to some episodes. Um, where I'm doing phone interviews, and I'm at the uh, the studio at my house. You'll hear like some click. <laughs> you hear some clicking, or hear some, you know. <laughs> so you you might uh, you might hear that. So yeah, that's what it is for some reason. But anyway, so it's cool that like I we've talked about this a couple times already. That half of Makeout is now from Chicago, and I was able to come here and talk to you guys and hang out. And I feel like this is like a really good opportunity for for people that don't know you guys, you know, the Makeout fan base, and of course people that don't even know who Makeout is, just to get to know you guys since you're, you know. For sure. Um, I mean, AJ, you know, is coming out of sleep on it, so people obviously kind of know who he is, uh-huh. um, but maybe they don't because I... You know, not everyone knows Sleep On It. Right. That's so. true, yeah. <laughs> I mean, because, you know, Sleep On It's still trying to make a name for themselves. So, you know. Um, yeah. And then, Kyle, it's it's been a while since you've kind of been in the spotlight, spotlight I feel like. For sure. You know, because, I mean, the last time we actually talked was Fall 4. Yeah. And that was... We were trying to figure that out the other day. That's what you could tell me because it's probably I don't know four years maybe five four years, I feel like, like it was five because it was at like the beginning of like when I started working in like broadcasting and stuff right. and and that was five years ago yeah. for me. So I think it's been that long already since Fall Four was around for sure, man. Um, when I bumped into you at the Goldfinger show, it was like a couple days after that. I went through and I listened to the Frantic and I listened to, you know, Fall Four. I'm like, man, I was like, I miss this stuff so much. Hell yeah, here and, we uh, are. <laughs> yeah, here we are. Now you're gonna be a makeout, and I think it's a perfect fit because um, the last couple of days I've listened to the Good Life, and I'm like, ooh, Kyle's voice is gonna be so good. Thanks, man. With 
that you know the songs that you'll sing from that record but also like just going forth yeah mm-hmm. you know appreciate that thank you yeah no problem um so yeah so it's been five years what what have you been doing since fall four fell through uh i took the last like two years off from music um prior to that you know i had the fall four and yeah that was a, a great project we had a lot of fun and uh after that I did this gig in Vegas for a little while. With um, e- was it with Evan? It was with Evan, yeah. Okay. Yep. Because I remember, I thought you guys went on a cruise ship or something. We did a cruise <laughs> ship. You did that too? Did I know. It's it like this weird, wacky like path that no one expected to do, but it just happened. And... Led you to Britney Spears, right? <laughs> yeah. You, Led me to make out somehow. Because uh, Evan was playing. Yeah, that was the ending yeah. spot, I guess. Because Evan was playing with Dave Gomez right. for a while. And Love so Dave. I interviewed him on the podcast and... And we talked about that a little bit, and I can't remember if he went into depth, but it was something boy band related. It, it was, was like a one man. Like, Gosh, you obviously explain I, it, but I I'm curious it. to know what the hell it was. I love how we're starting the interview, just digging into it. <laughs> hey um, man, yeah, I love the boy band story. So I love that this is what we start off. With, it's so. hilarious. Yeah, we're taking I, I, the pressure off of you. If we can, honestly, we can I just love this, hearing you tell the story over and over again, dude. It's great. As funny like, as it is, and all this, like. It was pretty cool. Like, we were performing on the Vegas Strip at Planet Hollywood, and no one knows about it. I never, like, talked about it. I never pushed it on. There's no videos because they nothing, couldn't record it, right? Nothing. Only They weren't allowed only to memories. record it? Yeah, because Vegas is very strict about, like, no no videos and no so cameras. So what happens if someone from the audience takes their they, phone out? They had, like, they a lot of security in there. And <laughs> so there's someone that... Oh, yeah. Well, they had wow, that. that's... See, and so that's, that's why I never see me. videos from ba- Vegas. Exactly. Because yeah. okay. that was the first question I asked was when he told me the story. Is like, okay, I got to see the videos, you yeah. know? Like, that's instantly, especially yeah. with this day and age, it's like, there has to be some camera. You yeah, know? you got to see the video. Those videos only exist in my memory. <laughs> oh, God. I'm and so anyone who saw the show's memories. <laughs> but yeah, it was cool, man. It was, uh, it was it was outside of my comfort zone for sure. There were I was not playing a guitar. I was dancing and singing boy band songs, which was not my wheelhouse. I didn't grow up on any... I had to learn those songs. I didn't just know them, you know? Um, but it taught me a lot, and it was a lot more of uh, a Vegas show, a lot more comedy, and a lot more theatrical, and just... It taught me a lot about how to interact with the audience, and we were bringing people up on stage all the time, and it was cool. It was uh, definitely a learning experience. That kind of sucks for the person that is trying to build their resume, and they can't have a video... Right, of like their work for from, sure. So I can understand why it never gets talked about because yeah. it's not like you've got these memories posted on Facebook no. like everyone else does. Of you know, I did this you know thing yeah. four years ago or whatever it was. Um, then we did a cruise ship too, which was equally. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was just like a whole another animal. How does that work? Like the whole cruise ship. What was cool was like you're only really working like two, three hours out of the week. You know, you do your show. We only perform like three nights a week, two or three nights. And the rest of the time, you just get to live on a cruise ship and hang by the pool. And, and do they pay for your expenses? or are you it, just yeah. Yeah, okay. So, and you get like a like a salary or? It, yeah, I mean, it, was, it wasn't salary. It was just like paid per. Oh, okay, per, know, sh- per, per night. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But uh, it was awesome. Wow. So took the last couple years off after that, just needed a break and needed to clear my head and get my priorities straight. And, um, it was the best thing that I've ever done because I fell back in love with music and 
you know, set my goals. What do I want to accomplish and, and make out just happen to be the perfect opportunity that lined up with where I was headed, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree. When, like I said, when I was listening, because it had been a while since I listened to uh, the Good Life record. And um, I just, as I was listening, I'm like, yeah, this is right in Kyle's wheelhouse. Like, this is, this will be great. For sure. Know. Coming up next in my conversation with Kyle and AJ of Makeout, AJ addresses his departure from Sleep On It and lays some rumors to rest. Right now, we're going to get to some tunage. So this Denver-based band started up in the scene in 2015 and have since opened for Red Jumpsuit Apparatus, Water Parks, and even had a part in Vans Warped Tour 2017. Labeling themselves as a mix of angsty emo and pop punk, this is False Report with their latest single called Empty Secrets from their EP called Tear the Pages. It's going to be dropping October 15th.
false report with empty secrets on pop punk and pizza that's available everywhere online right now the new ep tear the pages is out october 15th let's get back to aj and kyle of makeout what's been like the most nervous thing about joining makeout and i know you both have two like different reasons you know but we can start with uh, with uh with kyle on this one like what was the what were you most nervous about on actually making it official? Um, I haven't really been too nervous, to be honest with you. I've been way more excited and just, you know, grateful and determined and dedicated. And like, it's just been all I've thought about every day ever since, you know, I wake up and rehearse the songs and write, write new music and, you know, just, I haven't really felt any nerves. I don't know about AJ. I can't speak for him, but. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody's laughing because I'm just sitting here, like, looking pale, just being like, man, I don't want to talk about this. Um, but, yeah, for me, I guess, like, I was more nervous about, like, fans and their reaction to it. I think, especially coming from Sleep On It, like, there's – I've been in the public eye more than Kyle has, especially more recently – and I really didn't have too much of a voice while I was in Sleep On It. I was just kind of a member. And I was like, the, before Zach joined, I was the last member to join. And it just felt like, for me at least, I couldn't really be as creative as I wished to be. Like, being a musician has always been my dream. And I've always, like, before I joined Sleep On It, every band that I was a part of, I was a lead guitarist or singer. And I always had, you know, a big role to play when it came to, like, lyrics and stuff. But when it was in Sleep On It, it was one of those situations where, like, I was brought in just to fill out a role. I literally started playing bass when I joined Sleep On It. I didn't even own one. I built... (laughs) I found one in my apartment basement and had no idea who it belonged to. I asked all my neighbors. No one took claim over it. I called my, like, landlord. No one wanted it. So someone just must have left it from... From, like, way back, yeah. Yeah. And then I just... Like, I basically rebuilt it. It Actually, it's in my studio back there. Oh, nice. Um, And I auditioned with it. And they're like, yeah, well, why not? So when I joined, it kind of felt like there's already so many cooks in the kitchen. I couldn't really be who I wanted to be they you know it it always felt like just just focus on bass like I couldn't really do anything else besides that so when I joined makeout I was very excited because I felt like especially when me and Tyler talked and like when we brought Kyle into the mix and stuff they they were always super open to like allowing me to talk and like write and I don't know like the other week like Kyle actually came to me with like a vocal melody and he's like, man, I'm really having trouble writing lyrics with this. And we sat down together and like, I I legitimately only said like two lines, two words, and then he took off on it. And like, and it was from that, that like, I just felt so, I don't want to say warm and fuzzy, but it felt warm and fuzzy just cause like, I finally felt like I'm contributing the way I want to. And like, you know, we share like that notes app on on iPhones we share that and we like work together on it and you know it, it it's so it feels so nice to actually have this opportunity where like I can actually be as creative as I want to be and I'm not like jumping through hurdles or feeling like I'm stepping on toes like I'm rather more encouraged by my bandmates and it, you know that's kind of what I was super excited for and to like have fans come out of the woodwork and you know it, it's kind of few and far between but that 
you know, I'm sensitive. <laughs> and like, I, <laughs> I think I we just, can all relate to that, right? Yeah. yeah. So I, I, my fans are everything to me. Like I always, you know, I wouldn't have this job. I wouldn't be able to do what I do without them. And I always try to go above and beyond because man, I remember when I met some people that like, I met Dave Grohl once when I was a little kid. Cause my sister took me to like a Foo Fighters show when I was like, 10 or something did you like wait after the show and meet him or how does so that... it was one of those weird situations where it was like a best buy in store kind of thing oh, okay. like back 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 in the day sure so you could go and then buy the cd and they would sign it afterwards mm-hmm. and my sister was in line and she was just like just take pictures of me and the foo fighters were all like especially dave Grohl. he was like yo is that your little brother doing like paparazzi stuff with you <laughs> yo he's awesome and then they literally like asked somebody from best buy to bring us like a, a a stair or not a stair a chair for me to sit in uh-huh. and like i just sat with him the rest of the time they're like he's gonna be our personal photographer for the rest of the day so like for like an hour and a half my sister was just fuming waiting for me at the door while i was just like taking pictures with like a disposable camera from like the 90s with like oh the food my fighters gosh. Wow. and like it's like little things like that that like i remember and i want to go and do that for other kids that actually like care about us you mm-hmm. know so for me to see some fans being upset with my decision to go to make out, it really bummed me out. And mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of them were doing it based off of, you know, pre predisposition, like just rumors that they've heard. And, you know, when they like get down and like actually like do research, I feel like a couple of them came back and were like, you know, I, I looked into it and like, I understand what you're doing. Like I'm, not happy with it but i'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt kind of thing yeah which is awesome but there's still like those that were just like you know instantly wrote me off kind of every like thing that i i wrote about or like everything that i stood for before apparently like just meant nothing to them as soon as i joined and it's kind of hard i don't know it, that's just kind of what i was nervous about and mm-hmm. kind of all came rushing forth yeah well considering you know your departure from sleep on it and then going to make out which has has had some controversy in the past i you know i mean i get i get it like why people would do that but there's obviously a lot more there's more to it than that <laughs> yeah you know yeah and like I've, i i always wish that like people would have given me the benefit of the doubt based on my character and what i've done in the past mm-hmm. To like realize that like, hey, AJ, you know, he's he's a good guy. Yeah. He wouldn't go out of his way to work with or like give a platform to people who are shitty. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can curse or not. You but, like, can curse all you want. <laughs> Drop yeah. the F bomb, say shit. Yeah, so all like that stuff. I, you know, I would hope that like based off of like, you know, my my work in the past that people would be like, yo, he's not gonna work with a bunch of assholes. Like right. he knows the type of character that he wants to be around, especially after leaving a band, that, you know, that was a big issue with him. Like he wants to be a part of one that's filled with good people and good moral character. And that's in my opinion, that's what I did. Mm-hmm. One one thing I want to help you clear up, um, I don't know if this has been addressed yet, but I think a lot of the the old Sleep On It fans seem to have the impression that you left Sleep On It specifically to join Makeout. Almost like it was like you were doing it intentionally. When I view it as more so that Sleep Make On It I'm sorry, Makeout just happened to be an opportunity that was awaiting on the other side of that door. Yeah, and that's totally what it was. Like I I loved Sleep On It. I you know, I it was my first love. I worked hard. I put 
every like dollar, sweat, blood, tear I had in it up until the last moment. And then it just kind of came out that like, you know, people weren't happy and I wasn't happy. Uh, I, I really wasn't like, you know, when I saw my dad on that last tour, I fell into his arms crying and like, you know, when I told my best friend from Atlanta that this last time I was there, he's like, dude, you and your dad don't have that type of relationship. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I know. So for when that happened, he's like, yeah, I get it. So is that the like the final click in your brain that, hey, <laughs> you for, know? Yeah, it, it kind of was like, for me, it was just like, that kind of was like the, you know, I wouldn't say the nail in the coffin, but for me, it kind of was like the realization that like I needed to move on. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't planning on leaving as soon as I did. I I really, for me, when you sign a contract, like you, you, you see that through. And, you know, I was in LA when we recorded that last album. I, you know, I put forth effort that I think was great. And I was going to say, like, I really love that record. If I'm allowed to say that, you. like that yeah, record yeah. is great. Like it's a great album. And like, you know, I, I was there for like pretty much up until the last week. And then I had to come out here and work in the studio and then I was just told, don't come back. So, you know, I I was more under the assumption that like, hey, my bass parts were done. You know, like I helped write as much as I could. Uh, I put in my two cents. So like they just really didn't need me. And then when they, you know, when they came back, there was like a discussion. And at the end of the day, like I've been friends with TJ. We were friends from like freshman year of college. And I am the type of guy that like, I would rather allow people to, you know, take something and run with it than ruin relationships. So I decided, you know, it's best if I just took myself out of the equation and, you know, allowed them to do what they did. Like, there's no ill will towards them. Like, like I said, me and TJ have been friends for over a decade. And, you know, at the end of the day, I didn't want to leave. I wanted to finish it out and, like, you know, change it up. But, like, you know, once I had left... Uh, you know, Tyler reached out to me, I reached out to Tyler and it was one of those situations where like, he believed in me, he saw like how much I could bring to the table and it, it always felt, it, it kind of felt right, honestly, at the time. And exactly like Kyle said, like it wasn't something where I left sleep on it to join make out. It was, it just know, happened to come up. Like, it just, afterwards. It, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And the fact that it was so quick, like there was pretty much like a three hour turnaround. It was just like, it was kind of kismet. It, it's just, everything kind of fell into place. It wasn't like, Hey, peace. <laughs> right. I'm joining these guys. It, yeah, I'm like joining bail on everybody like, just to join. Yeah. Yeah. Ironically, we were all supposed to go to the WithCon concert the night that I left sleep on it and I didn't go cause you know, I wasn't going to hang out with the guys. I just, you know, mm-hmm. left and they hit me up and they're like, where are you? And like, it was one of those awkward situations where I had to tell them the situation just cause like, it'd be rude if like, I'm just not showing up even though that's my band is. Mm, yeah. And then they're like, dude, you're, you should hit up. And then like the whole makeout thing happened literally because with was like, well, they need a bassist and you like being a bassist. So, and like it's not just you know it was just literally just luck at the yeah. end of the day like yeah. I, I can't say more about it it sounds like it was meant to be honestly it was just you know it's like that yeah. old saying when one door closes another one opens uh, yeah. it's and that's the door that opened yeah. after you know for sure sleep on it so that right. all that all makes sense when we get back to Kyle and AJ of Makeout, we get into the reason why artists collaborate with other songwriters 
when it comes to the songwriting process for a new album or EP. I brought this up with the guys because of the recent backlash that Blink-182 recently received on having so many different songwriters on their latest album, so we get into that and obviously many other things. The next song up is some dear friends of mine in a band called Guardrail. They've been on the show several times, or at least Kevin has been on a couple times. And for the last few years, they've let me host their music fest in uh, the beginning of the year, uh, in January is usually when they hold it, called Snooze Fest, where everyone shows up wearing their best PJs, and it's always a lot of fun in uh, Chicago. So this is their latest single called Screaming Bloody Mary, and if I'm not mistaken, it was recorded and produced by Nick Diener of The Swellers, And they currently have an Indiegogo campaign set up to fund their third EP, which they plan on recording with Nick once again. So Guardrail doesn't describe themselves as a pop punk band, but as the world's first diet punk band. Here we go.
Guardrail with Screaming Bloody Mary on Pop Punk and Pizza. There's a really funny video that goes along with that song, a music video. You should look it up on YouTube. It's directed by the masterful Alex Zarek. Give it a watch. Back to Kyle and AJ of Makeout one last time. So how have these writing sessions been so far between all four of you with with Tyler and Scott thrown in? Or has it mainly just been... You know, like AJ and Kyle, and then it's it's been collaborative all the way around. It's Tyler mm-hmm. and I have written songs together. AJ and I have written together. All three of us have gotten in the room, and um, that's just our main focus right now. So I've been writing even with other friends that I know, and just the, the main priority right now is to get some new music out to the fans. So uh, yeah, but it's been a good experience for sure. We've all been getting along, and yeah, with a modern age, we're lucky enough that like. All of us pretty much, like, Kyle lives close enough to me and I have the recording studio, but Tyler also has, like, a mini home studio and we're in the day and age where, like, you can just demo and send it to each other and work like that. It's beautiful. Like, more and more bands that I talk to are doing that. Like, they're all spread out. Right. All over the place, right. you know, all over the country or, you know. And another cool thing is right when I joined the band, one of the first question questions I asked was, like, what's the direction? I asked Tyler that, like, what do you want? the next sound to be and uh we've definitely seen eye to eye on like it it wasn't like anything that we had to really discuss that much it was a very natural progression to just the way we write we seem to be writing the same type of music so so is it it's still kind of around the box of you know the good life or is it going in a different direction or i mean as far as it's comparing because everyone's going to compare right at the yeah. end of the day right to me that's <laughs> whether we like, want them to or not <laughs> that's what i loved about makeout initially was the sound and the energy and the attitude and so we're, we're definitely going to keep all of those elements and just uh see what comes of it yeah i mean we're definitely adding in two new like pieces to this weird musical puzzle that we have but I mean, I don't expect it to be too wild. I'd say it's the same vein, just maybe a little more punchier in your face, maybe. Maybe oh, a little okay. more like... I definitely want to add some 80s elements to it, but that's just me because I'm a weirdo. <laughs> mm-hmm. But honestly, I don't think much different. Maybe like just our own twist on it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, I also feel like we have something to prove as a band. You know, people are yes. waiting to hear what we're going to sound like. And so we want to make sure that everything is right and that we're happy with the product before we put something out. And that's that's the whole thing. There's there's that, there's that, uh, get a clo- it's, it's like really hard to close that door, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So it's almost like, man, we really got to, yeah, really got to work hard on this to officially just yeah cut it or you know completely close that door and move on and the good life is such a great record too so the bar's set really high and uh you know Uh, yeah but i you know as great as the good life is i feel like we can bring something to the table that's even better for sure and you know i think that's the goal with this band is like as much as the good life was a great album and i'm not saying it's not like i think at the end of the day we just want to bring great music that's ours Mm mm-hmm and eventually phase those out, like, and just play music that we wrote, you know? Especially as the new iteration, like, Make Out 2.0. I think that's kind of the goal with it all, you know? Yeah, for sure. While we're on the subject of, of uh, <clears throat> songwriting, and Kyle, you were talking about how you've been collaborating with some other people outside of, of Make Out. 
Why do you think that's so important to do? Because I've noticed this has kind of come up with the latest Blink record. I saw that. I saw someone post... All the writers all, on the record. Yeah, yeah, all the different writers. Yep. And people yeah. were saying, like, this is a bunch of bullshit. Yep. Like, what the fuck is this shit? So, like, why is that so important? Like, in, you know, like your guys' opinion. To, why do artists go so far outside and collaborate with to so me, many different writers? To me... I mean, the songwriting process is just about the end goal. Like, we want to create something that's going to stand the test of time, that's going to uh, inspire others and resonate with the audience. And you just, you don't want to box yourself in and we can only write with the same three guys, you know what I mean? If if there's someone else that is just going to bring something to the table, why not go out there and see what it is? And you don't have to use the song if it doesn't fit for the, the band, but... Uh, it's always just inspiring to go out and write with different people. Yeah, and I feel like it also helps like the creative process to bring in new people. Like if you have the same four, or in Blink's case, three people writing the same songs over and over, you kind of don't have you kind of have the same ideas rolling around just in different iterations. If you bring in different people, they can bring new perspectives to like that you've never thought about, and like new ideas and new things to try. So I feel like. As much as people get upset about like seeing like twenty writers, and I think that's a little ridiculous. Like you can have three or four or five <laughs> sure. extra ones. That's cool, but like the list does get a little lengthy. Sometimes. It does get a little yeah, lengthy, yeah. but like I think, like Kyle said, you know, we're focused on having something that's like stands the test of time. Like we really want to make sure that like our legacy is something that we'd be proud of, and that's something that we're trying to like change for the positive, especially now that we're in it. Yeah. Yeah, it's especially probably important for you guys at this point since you're completely, you know, making a, a new version of Makeout that people yeah. are, are uh, you know, trying to disassociate from <clears throat> some of the controversial stuff. Right. So it's even more important probably to bring in some outside ideas. Well, another thing to add to that is every collaborative writing session I've ever done, I always learn something new. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone knows something that you don't. And so even if I go write with whomever, you know, mm-hmm. and we don't end up using that song, I may have learned something from him that I then You'll take use to the next on. writing session. Exactly. Yeah. So it, you just, I never turned down the opportunity to co-write with somebody. I just felt like that was something important to bring up just because I've been seeing so much like shameful yeah. shit about that, you know? And like, well, in Blink's case, like they're trying to, you know, they're also trying to, to get out of a certain... Yeah. thing too or they i mean they've been doing it for how how long now yeah they need that it's that actually, outside it's actually very funny we're in such a similar situation to blink 182 obviously not on the same scale but they were able to bring in a new singer so i just kind of i've been watching some of the things that they've done and how they've handled all those situations yeah it, it kind of is similar as far as like because you obviously you can't do the you know the Mark, Tom, and Travis show, right. or whatever you know, right. whatever the hell people call it, you know, because Tom is not there. Sure. So you can't say, okay, Skiba, we need you to be as much like Tom DeLonge right. as possible. Yeah. <laughs> Can you do that for us? Right. <laughs> like, what? It yeah. doesn't make sense. Like, it just doesn't. So you know, in this case, they gotta. Yeah, and they seem to be doing all right. I, mean, I you know, so I think nine is great. I, I don't do know too. how you guys I feel about it. nine. Listen to it on the way here. It was awesome. Did you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I listened to it two or three times the other day when it when it came out this last Friday, um, and I thought some things were strange, but it, I didn't think there was anything like, oh, this is terrible, you sure. know, because I've just seen I've seen a positive 
things about it, but I've also seen the same, you know, Blink is nothing without Tom and, you know. It's to be expected. It's to be expected. But you know what? They're still putting out music and that's all that matters. Like, that's that's what I was thinking. I was like, hats off to them for continuing without him. Yeah. I mean, like, just that fact alone, like, that's some big balls right there. You could tell they're doing it because they love doing it and they didn't want to hang it up. The same reason Tyler and Scott didn't want to hang it up. It's like, it's just living inside their their souls. They can't, you know. Right. So it's awesome. Yeah. And I really don't think, you know, we're, you guys are talking about, you know, like in the alternative press article, like hanging up secrets, you mm-hmm. know. Who's going to miss that song? I mean, maybe it's just because I'm not partial to it. Sure. But like, out of all the songs on that record, yeah. that's not the one that is like, oh, secrets. Well, a lot of fans do like that song. I will say that. Really? But, I'm, um, I mean, I guess I'm being the dick in the yeah, room. Yeah, I've noticed a lot of the makeup <laughs> fans do like that song, but it's just more so... I'm not saying it's a terrible song, but out of just like all the songs, I'm like, there's so many great songs. Right. Yeah, and I feel mm-hmm. like, like I said earlier, I feel like the whole idea is just to eventually just have our own, you know, catalog of music that we are proud of, right. as especially like the new version. And, you know, we're going to phase out eventually almost all those songs, and I know kids are going to hate it, but, you know, it's going to be one of those things where you'll hear it, like, maybe once at a 10-year show or something. <laughs> yeah, you know? like, right, for a, a while from now. Yeah, because, you know, so. it, cause, you know we're, we're not taking away the fact that some kids feel connections to those songs. It's just yeah. more we don't feel connected to it because we weren't a part of that era. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just, like, you know, how long do you want us to, like, like, like you said, pretty much with, like, Skiba, I'm sure he, do, he hates going up and playing all the small things over and over again, you know, like... And but that's like, way worse than what we have. So <laughs> it's true. Like he's kind of stuck in that. Whereas yes. we are lucky enough to have the opportunity to be like, all right, cool. That was cool. You know, we appreciate all the fans that love it, but that's not us. Mm-hmm. So yeah. What was the the magnet for you guys to make out? Um, like, do you remember like the first time you heard it? Like, what your thoughts were, and like when these opportunities ar- arose. Like, what was the thing that really sucked you in and was like, yeah, like I want to do this. I can start uh, for me. Like you mentioned earlier, just when you were listening to the Good Life, mm-hmm. it it's similar to what I've always done myself. The sound, uh, I can definitely tell that we grew up listening to a lot of the same stuff. You know, a lot of Green Day and some Forty One and that older pop punk realm. Um, so the first time I heard make out was when John Feldman, the producer of the good life, uh, first talked about it and I saw the photos. It was, you know, a young new band. They looked cool and crazy had come out and I was like, this is right up my alley. So, uh, it's pretty surreal to be here right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. So for me, it's a little different. Uh, I kind of knew the guys when they were in Trophy Wives or like known as Trophy Wives. Uh, I completely forgot about that until now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I've forgotten that, but I I did up until now. I was like, oh, yeah. So like funny story, the last tour that they were supposed to do as Trophy Wives was supposed to be like a tour with Sleep on it. And they ended up backing out of that toy last minute to go work with Feldman and become makeout. Ah, okay. So uh, I knew them before then, but like I guess the first time I really heard of them, and this is going to be so bad and fans are going to hate me for this, but was on Warp Tour. Um, I legitimately didn't really ever listen to their music until we played the same stage as them. 
and kids were going bonkers. Like they were just going nuts, and like the energy that they felt was there. And I, I honestly, the thing that attracted me to make out was Scott and Tyler. Uh, their TM on Warped kind of got in my face one day after everything. Like legitimately tried to start shit with me in a fight. For what? What Apparently, happened? <laughs> so my some of the members of my old band were like social media warriors and ju- like social justice warriors where mm-hmm. they go around and they, they jumped on the whole like, you know, fuck make out bandwagon after Secrets came out. Okay. And their TM is super loyal. The one that they had on Warp Tour. And he just like wanted to call us out. And I was like, hey man, like straight up, I am never on Twitter. <laughs> like... I have no idea what you're talking about. My name's AJ. What's up? Nice to meet you. Okay. And then, like, kind of just, like, started shooting the shit with him. And then from there, like, Tyler and Scott came over and, I, you know, I got got to know them. And then, you know, we ended up hanging out and doing... There's this, like, really cult kind of, like, weird game that everybody plays on Warped Tour called Werewolf. And... It's this thing that after everything is shut down, like everybody plays with like the buses and stuff. And me and Tyler really got to know each other because it's we sat next to each other and played the game together. And it's legitimately a game of lying and deception with huge groups of people. And so, so for example, so like, okay, for example, if like the three of us are playing right now, yeah, you two are like civilians and I'm a werewolf, you're supposed to try and catch me before I kill one of you guys. But I'm lying to you guys going, no, 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 Kyle's the one who's the werewolf. Okay. So then you vote to kill Kyle instead of me, and that's how it's like a game of deception kind of thing. Oh, my gosh. It's messed up. (laughs) That's brutal. (laughs) It's one of those things where legitimately, like, people from all walks of life on Warp Tour, from tour managers to, like, crew to, like, headliners come and play this game, and... It, you're just on the same level and if you can do well you get a lot of respect so me and Tyler played this game all the time together and we became just really good friends and from there it was just kind of I got to know Scott really well too and like we said earlier when the opportunity arose like why wouldn't I tour with like two of my really good friends now you know yeah and you know I know the talent that they have and the passion that they have and it's like I said before I just feel like they got written off and like I got written off and I just felt like this is a great opportunity to show like the world's, you know, who we really are not mm-hmm. just the perceptive, like perception everybody has of us. Right. Right. Exactly. There's, there's so much more than, than what's been presented. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> so that makes, that makes sense. I've never heard of that werewolf game before. Oh, never heard of that. It, Have, did you hear of that before? Uh, the first time AJ and I met, he told me about it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm telling wow. you, man, it's this weird <clears throat> no one's ever brought that kind of like before. following game that it's it's very secret and I'm probably going to get yelled at by a lot of people for yeah, mentioning yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> it's first rule of Fight Club. It's first rule of Fight Club, yeah. You don't talk about Fight Club, but... Because like, yeah, it must, be, it must be one of those things is like, you know, I've, I remember sitting down with... Chris DeMakes from Less Than Jake, and I mean they've played how they've played the most Warp tours out of right. anybody. Yeah, right. And I remember I was talking, asking him Warp tour questions. This was like when the final tour was announced and everything. So I was just asking him different things, and yeah, he never brought <laughs> he yeah. never brought that up. Yeah. But obviously, you know, <laughs> yeah, but Warp tour is over. So <laughs> yeah, Warp tour is done. Right yeah, it's now, done, can, man. but if I go missing, you know, yeah. <laughs> you're the werewolf. <laughs> I, I'm the guy that got caught because of werewolf. <laughs> Oh man, that's dude. One thing I'm super excited about to just be in this band is 
just to learn all the games that AJ and Tyler talk about. Like, I just can't wait to be in the van for 15 hours and learn all of this stuff and just get to know these guys. Oh, dude, yeah, you have to figure out ways to entertain yourself. Yeah, like, yeah, you're you're the guy that hasn't been in in a band for a while and yeah. been on been on the road. I mean, but, I've definitely done my time on the road, but it's been a while for sure. So. Yeah. Yeah, you haven't done a 24 hours stuck in a van to get from Ontario to Chicago just because tour ended in Ontario. Oh, I have. Oh, I have. Man. But it's been a while. Mm. Yeah, th- those are the worst because literally everybody's just like, just drive. We just got to yes. get home. Yes. We don't want to stop. But and I'll then, tell you what. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say the last time I've done some really long treks like that uh, was pretty much pre-social media and before uh-huh. you had any like thing on your phone to keep you busy uh, no so. switch <laughs> no this well because because like... that was i mean are you still talking frantic yeah right because yeah. i mean that would have been i mean myspace yeah was around and <laughs> facebook yeah we're facebook age, was but... around but it wasn't what it is today no and, and your phones did not have like wi-fi built in they weren't so, little computers no so like we stuff. would have to pull up like if we were staying at a hotel, it'd be the first question is, do you guys have Wi-Fi? Because we had to like update the fans from the road. To yeah. MySpace. Have your stuff. little sidekick. Yep. All that. Phone. So it'll be <laughs> oh, different. Man. Yeah. We, uh, yeah, we were just talking about the, the pink spiders and, and whatnot before. Right. Before we were recording. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, Good friends. Uh, Good and dudes. the frantic a little bit, but, um, that's something that I think would be a great thing for make out fans to do is go listen to frantic music. Sure. I think just I mean I know it's not just to get to just to get familiar on like where you're coming from because sure, they might be like might be kind of worried like oh man like what's <laughs> you know they they An need American to, Idol singer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like American Idol singer. What the fuck like yeah. they really need to like I feel like it's important for them to hear like where you come from. Sure, I man. think that's very important or maybe it's just because i'm biased because you know like i grew up around the frantic so like you know yeah that, that's just one you know thing in my heart you know yeah thanks man i mean it's definitely dated probably at this point but uh the fall four was the other project i had that was more recent too. and that's that's another one um that just just as i mean that was a great band too like Thank i you. loved i listened to that ep the other day appreciate it man and I was like, gosh, this was so good. Like, yeah, this it was is good fun. Stuff, so. It was good times. And that'll that'll just add on to making makeout even better. Right. It was all know. part of the journey that led to this. You yeah. know, everything taught me something. Did you guys ever? You guys never played in a, a band before. Play what? What other bands were you in besides Sleep on It? Or was that the only? That was the only Chicago band. Okay. I was in a couple Atlanta bands beforehand, but that was like when I was in high school. I think the only one that got any traction was this band called of machines and i left before they got signed to rise <laughs> so <yeah>. wow <laughs> dang <Right>. big circle <laughs> yeah yeah here uh, we are <laughs> no yeah they got we 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 were like a, a post-hardcore band from georgia and yeah like everybody wanted to go record in valdosta mm-hmm. uh, me and the drummer didn't get along at all and i was just like look i'm not 18 I yeah. got to finish high school. And then <laughs> they went and recorded and then signed to rise after that. Oh, man. Wow. So, yeah, man, I've been a... like almost getting struck by lightning several times over. Yeah. So, well, yeah. I think I think it struck the right way this time, yeah. you know, I for think sure. So too. Yeah. Um, so we're eating Lou Malnati's today. <laughs> and, you know, since we're all from the area, um, I feel like it's important to 
to dish out like what's your favorite like do you, what's your favorite chicago place or if you want to like it doesn't have to necessarily be like the chains like lou malnati's but you know everyone ha- kind of has a strong opinion about their pizza we were just saying it's kind of funny that like we never as chicago it's never really eat deep dish pizza unless someone from out of town is coming in to try (laughs) chicago style pizza yeah today's an exception right right right. but yeah i I don't typically go for the deep dish i'm more of uh i don't know i don't know i don't know that i have a favorite necessarily but i mean for me it all depends if we're going like chicago style there's this one tiny place called my pie pizza it's like a little hole in the wall that I love, and it's like on Damon and Armitage kind of area. Is that near? It's literally like in a strip mall next to like a nail place, and it's like a deli slash pizza place, and it's tiny. It's oh, a hole okay. In the wall. No, maybe that's not the one. I went to a pizza place that had like pie, the name pie in it, which yeah. which I'm sure there's a lot of them that have. I'm trying to Probably. think of the hell of what the name was exactly. I have to go back and look. Um, but it was super good, and it yeah. wasn't too far from where Shuba's is. It was like in that same yeah. neighborhood, and it was really good. But one. I don't think it was that one because I don't remember a deli. Yeah, it's literally. It looks like it's. It looks like a deli, but when you go in, they have like stacks of deep dish. But and yeah. then there's a place called the Stop Along that has great New York style pizza. Okay, yeah, yeah. I like New York style pizza. So those are like my two spots if you're in Chicago and you're nice. looking for hole in the walls. AJ would know. <laughs> yeah, I eat a lot of pizza. Because Kyle, Kyle and I live away, so we're not we're not in the city. Yeah, but this is true. Yeah, but um, you're yeah. I'm I'm more of a thin crust Me guy, too. you know. But I do enjoy the occasional yeah. deep dish Chicago, typical Chicago style. I'll eat any pizza. Pizza is yeah. always a good bet. Pretty much. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> that's exactly how I feel. But you know, sometimes a, a lot of the Chicago based artists that i talk to they have strong opinions on on that so (laughs) but um anyway um what are there like any things that you like personally want to say about this new venture of of make out i mean i think we covered most of it i was gonna say i think we covered most of it too so yeah i mean i if I've learned anything in the last like week of being in makeout is you can't really make everybody happy. All you can really do is hope that like people give you the opportunity to like show them your character and who you really are before they prejudge you. Um, and I think that's like a lesson everybody needs in their life is just like, you know, give somebody the opportunity to let you down before you expect it. Yeah. Another thing for me is just like, just to remember to ground myself and remember why we're doing this. Like, no matter what anyone else says, it's like, if I can come back to my own head and just say, why am I in this band and what what do we want to accomplish? And that's just to follow our passion and make good music and connect with the fans that do care about us. And that just, you know, to me, blocks out all the other stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're totally right. At the end of the day, the only reason why, like, I'm doing this is because, like, I remember when I was a teenager feeling like no one understood what I was going through and then listening to these like artists writing about what I'm feeling and being like, okay, if they've dealt with it, I can deal with it kind of thing. So, you know, that's why I'm doing it. And at the end of the day, that's all we got to do it for. So that makes perfect sense. (laughs) Yeah. So 
uh, you guys are really are going to release a new record next year. Yeah, yeah I definitely. mean, we definitely don't have any set like dates or any timeline. But right. uh, that's... do you know who you're working with yet, or is that still? Uh, we've talked to a couple different producers actually. No one that we could probably mention at this point because nothing's locked in. But right. uh, we're at the the stage right now where we're just collecting songs just demoing mm-hmm. and uh we're flying to pennsylvania next week yeah uh we're gonna spend like a week out there and just lock ourselves in and uh right. yeah just write as many songs as we can and uh, after we have the songs that we feel are, are strong then we'll reach out to the producers and get in the real studio yeah that i'm excited <laughs> yeah i'm really excited to hear all these thanks man yeah in the meantime, though, you guys are ending out the year with two shows, which I think was great that you guys are going to do some shows, you know, relatively mm-hmm. soon after this announcement, just to be like, hey, you know, we're, we're going to show you we can kick some major ass. Right, <laughs> right, yeah. You know, um, so Reggie's in Chicago, and then Pennsylvania, uh, right? Or Rhode no, Island. Rhode Island. Yeah, Providence, my bad. Rhode Island. Yeah. I knew it was East Coast, but yep. I got it, got it wrong. Um and uh, so I know tickets are on sale for both of those shows now, I'm pretty yeah. sure. I think so, yeah. yeah. So, so sure. yeah, we just, initially we talked about maybe doing a little bit of a tour, and then we realized like that writing needed to be the focus, but let's at least do our hometown shows, because AJ and I are here in Chicago, and the band was initially based out of Rhode Island, Boston area, so uh, we're just excited to have the hometown uh, crowd come out and show them what we can do awesome yeah yeah i'm excited too i'm hoping hoping to make that reggie show thanks man yeah, yeah, yeah that'll be december 12th and then uh the rhode island show is december 14th okay yeah. we got a pretty good lineup for the chicago show too so I'm you, you haven't announced that we have not yeah, no we have okay. not but i'm i'm excited to see who's on it is it locals or is it we got two locals and one from out of state okay so cool yeah i'm sure you can't tell me yet, not yet but Probably that's, pretty that's fine but i'll, yeah, I'll be soon. anxious to hear who the uh, who the lineup is? Yeah. So. yeah, I'm just super excited about all the bands. So I think everybody's gonna be super excited. Yeah, be especially like it'll be perfect since it's close to Christmas. Right. Like, it's almost like everyone's exactly. getting a little Christmas present yeah. from me. <laughs> right. You know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Here That's you go. A good idea. Maybe we can do like posters, like Christmas themed posters, and about you know. Yeah, yeah I would. Something special. Yeah. I'll yeah. Start thinking of that. You dress up like Santa, dude. I was thinking the same for you. There you go. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. Well, uh, if you guys got nothing else, I think I think no, we're. I think that's it. We're Thanks good? for the pizza. Thank man. you so much. Hey, you're welcome. Yeah. I hope. Uh, yeah, we'll. Uh, we're gonna have to finish because we're like, like some of us are like eating during and like afterwards and the whole time AJ yeah. was talking, I, I turned yeah, my Kyle. mic off. I was sitting here just picking out. It's yeah. I've been like eyeing mine too. So it's good stuff. But but uh, thank you for having us on the show. Man. No, literally. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for your time. This yeah. this has been great. So appreciate it. And I, I wish nothing but the best to you guys, and you guys have my full support. Likewise, so, man. Thank you. I didn't mention this uh, in the beginning of the show, but Kyle and AJ were generous enough to let me listen to one of the new makeout demos no one else has ever heard. I, I freaked out for a minute when they were willing to show me this. I'm like, ooh, this is cool, you know? The song hooked me in right away, and I became very excited to hear where this song might go and, of course, how it's going to fit into the new era of makeout. 
And you're not going to be disappointed, I promise. In fact, you're going to love this band even more than you did before. So special thanks once again to Kyle D and AJ Ka, the newest members of Makeout, and also to Mike at uh, Earshot Media for setting up this interview. Mike, you are a wonderful human being. Thank you so much for uh, always lending me a hand and, and getting me some great interviews. Um, give us a like on social media, Pop Punk Pizza Pod, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For song and interview submissions or inquiries, email me at bangerangradio at gmail.com. Please send those press pages and EPKs my way. Uh, if you like this podcast, please go back and listen to the other ones and let me know what you think. Give us a positive review and rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you listen to this podcast. Now, up next week, I'm going to be talking to a filmmaker named Kyle Kilday uh, about a documentary he's currently creating called The Last Scene. Now, you may have heard about this already. It's um, been circulating online a little bit. It's about the punk and emo scene from the late 90s and into the 2000s. So bands like Saves the Day, Hawthorne Heights, Homegrown, Thursday, etc. are all involved in this documentary. There's a YouTube trailer that you should go watch right now. If you just type in the last scene, it should pop up. And you're going to love this. If you grew up in the late 90s and early 2000s, you know, the whole MySpace era scene, you're definitely going to want to get into this documentary. And there's actually a Kickstarter that you can support for this right now. If you just look up the last scene doc on Kickstarter, there's many different tiers that you can get involved in. So if you can only put in a couple bucks or whatever, you can do that. So that's what's uh, coming up on the next episode of Pop Punk and Pizza. I'm Jacques Lamore. I can't thank you enough for listening to this podcast. Honestly, the show keeps getting better and better, and it's all thanks to you. Your support and your positive feedback really means the world to me, and you keep me going, especially on the dark days. And I hope I can repay you for that someday. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet you. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet you. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. 